if you got your books, go to Acts. Acts chapter 3. How many of y'all have heard the story of Peter walking past the gate of beautiful and told the lame man, silver and gold, have I none? That's the King James. Silver and gold have I none, but what I have I give I to thee. See, there's some King James for you, but I put it like this. Ain't got none of what you're looking for, but what I do have, it'll help you more. But you got your Bibles, let's go. Let's see what happens here. I don't have notes, I got highlights. Today I want to talk from a, from a thought, preach from a thought. Will you see it? Will you see it? Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. It's about three o'clock. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms for those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. Hmm. Well, I just seen that. Why couldn't he pick him up by the left hand? There's something there. And he took him up by the right hand and lifted him up. Oh, because it was in the power and authority. I need your ink pen. I need your ink pen. Just let me have this for a minute. Sorry, I'm still studying. If I don't underline or make notes on my stuff, I have it in. I can have it. Good, thank you. And he took him up by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple. He entered the temple with them, walking leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder 
and amazement at what had happened to him. During praise and worship, I was starting to actually visualize portions of this text. And it wasn't anything that I originally thought I was going to be speaking on. But how many of you know that Jesus is known as the gate? He's known as the doorway. And this, this gate called beautiful, how beautiful is Jesus? But here this gate called beautiful set a man like you and I. Before we seen, and I'm just going to build up to what our text is, but this is what started to come to life to me. And I actually started seeing this scripture be walked out. But just like you and I, at one time in our life, we were lame. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm not talking about we couldn't walk or we couldn't get up, we couldn't move. I'm saying that we were dead. We, we, were, we were lifeless. We were, we were lame in our sin. We were dead to sin. And one day, because see, you got to understand what the word beautiful means. See, y'all think it's just a... Oh. Beautiful actually comes from two words in the Greek that means right time. Oh, it's going to get good. I love it already this morning. But I'm, as we're sitting in worship, this is, I start to see this of how I was lame and how I was setting and I was distraught. And, you know, let's just not even try to, I'm just, I'll go, we'll get to wherever we get, okay? Is that cup empty? Can I borrow that cup? Thank you, sir. How lame you and I were. And how we, we had gotten to the point in our life that our, our defeat soon succumbed many of us. And there was nothing that we could do. We, we often relied on other people to take us to places, oh, that could make us better. <laughs> let me let me let me talk to the let me talk to the real Christians. You know, when we're depressed and we just ain't feeling good, and we just all up in a funk, and and the guys say, "Man, it'll do you some good to get out with us, and we'll go to the bar and we'll just drink a few and." It'll take care of, you see, y'all don't understand it if you've never been there. Or, here, why don't you take a hit of this, man? All your troubles go away. Oh, and they do. They wasn't lying to us, were they? Were they lying? Because they did go away for a moment. The unfortunate thing, they would resurface the next day. And then you had to deal with it with a headache. <laughs> Whew, as if the problem wasn't headache enough. Well, you're nodding your head this morning. I must be talking to you. But here we are, we're, we're in our, our lameness. And we've gotten used to people taking us 
to, to places and, and dropping us off, if you would, and, and letting us sit there and beg for alms. We're, we're, we're asking people for what they might have to get. I wish this was cleaner. If it didn't have no coffee in it, I'd ask you to put some alms in it. But I don't want to reach in there and get them out. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want the alms that jingle. I want the ones that's foldable. <laughs> you have not because you ask not. Come on, church. Let's have fun. Can we have fun this morning? Let's have fun this morning. I think we all need it. And we're in our lameness and, and we're setting we're setting with our hopes in our hands, not not in but we're setting with our hopes and, and we're we're waiting for someone to pass by to give us some alms, give us to give us some release, relief, an alternative way, something better than what we have. And oftentimes we'll look at people and we'll assume that they have exactly what it is we need. Come on, church. And the problem with many of us, we, we sat in this lameness and really not understanding just how far away from life we really were. And it took... I'm going to move this because I can't see you. And if I can't see you, I think you're laughing at me. I got to. But we're so caught up in our want of, in our need of, in our lack of. You with me? We're, we're so caught up in that 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 is, that is what we hold in our hand and we hold it so dear We often have a tendency to keep our eyes on what it is that we think is supplying. We, we, we keep our eyes set in our little lost life. And one day Jesus came by. Oh, I'm still on the text. That, th this is so real to me right now with the text. I'm sitting at the gate called Beautiful. Where people had dropped me off many a time. No, I'll help you. They... Take me to church, make me go to church, pray me into church. Lord Jesus, you're going to have to help me because I don't think these people have been through anything like this. But I just know I have. And I'm more in tune with my problems of why I can't than being in tune to the one that could help me. I've watched life just destroy me inside out and go, eh, I tried that Jesus thing and it didn't work. Because I wasn't sure 
I didn't understand the word beautiful. <laughs> beautiful meant, means from two words, right time. And here this lame man and myself are sitting. And we just happen to be sitting in the right place. At the right time. And Jesus walked by. And I'm focused on my problem so much. I'm asking if somebody can help me out of it. Can you, can you help a brother out? And I'm so focused here. You have to remember Jesus went to the temple often. Y'all don't mind if I'm sitting by the wayside, do you? Get over it. Jesus went to the temple quite frequently. But there's never a mention of him talking to this lame man beside the gate called beautiful. See, sometimes Jesus will leave you in your stuff for a moment. Because, oh, who knows you better than the one that created you? He, know, he can come by today, and guess what? You're so caught up in your stuff, what he does today ain't going to help you because you're going to forget about it tomorrow. Come on, church. How many times has Jesus crossed your path and left you something? Dropped some alms in your cup and you forgot about who dropped them the next day because you was back in your... It takes the right time. And God knows when that is. And we have to trust Him. See, just because you pray people into church and bring people to church and make them go to church doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to get what they need at the moment because they're going looking for something different. Oh, wait a minute. See, we... <laughs> because we have begotten or we have become so much in our own thoughts of what fixes us that that's all that we will ask for others ask it with this means in mind I don't want to change I just need you to help me Come on. Boy, how many of you ever had a pocket Jesus? You ever had a pocket Jesus? Let me help you. Let me help you. Let me, let me tell you what a pocket Jesus is. Because you said, uh-uh, I promise you, you did. Some of us are still walking with them. I'm just, I'm just being honest. Because the only time we really surrender our lives to God is when we're in the need of something. That's called pocket Jesus. That's the genie in the sky. You, now you got it. See, I got different names for stuff like that. But many times we only go to Jesus to cure the need 
not caring about what he brings. We, but we got, we got this problem. <laughs> I keep going to marriage a lot because Debbie made me struggle. And I, and I knew. But it was kind of ironic that I would go to Jesus and want to talk about my wife. And nothing would ever change. And then I get talked to. I'm trying to change something in you. We, we don't, we don't want to be fixed, Charlie. We just want God to fix it. But we'll walk to the, well, we won't walk. We'll let people take us because that's, that's what's happened to a lot of us. We've gotten so caught up in our lacks and our needs and our wants that we have put the responsibility on others to get us to where we need to go. Oof. Boy, it's getting hot in here. No. Some of y'all had that song in your mind. Stop it, Debbie. Put your hand down. There's a song for everything if you're around, Eric. You can say anything, he gonna sing a song. Missed you calling. <laughs> and we'll let them continuously take us. Years upon years. Scripture actually identifies this man as being lame. If you flipped over into chapter 4 verse 22 I think. You will actually see that scripture indicates that this man had been coming there. for Or had been lame for 40 plus years. I wonder how long you've been sitting by the gate, beautiful, asking for alms, asking God to fix. But never once looking up, you just hear somebody's steps and you go, alms? Alms, because we're so focused on what it is that we need. We're not focused on who it is. Man, this scripture come to life to me. My face was buried. My face was buried in everything that I couldn't. Everything that I lacked. Everything that I needed, that's where my face was. It was buried. I couldn't see the hope of Christ because I was tied up in the need of life. I didn't understand what it was to be free. I only, stood, I only understood what had been taught, what had been preached. And then I tried it and it didn't work. So all I ever did, I would go to Jesus when I needed. And the whole time he knew, he knew what beautiful meant. He knew that there was a right time for him to pass by me. 
Let me get into the context. Let, let, me, let me get into the scripture now. Here this lame man is sitting beside gate beautiful. Waiting. Been there 40 plus years. Having someone bring him every day. Day in, day out. So that he might beg for alms. So that he might be able to sustain his his, his, his need and his want just for the day. If, if I can just get through the day. How many of us have ever, God, if you'll just get me through the day, tomorrow will be much like today. Because if we don't change, it doesn't change. Come on, church. Too many times we're waiting on God to come in and miraculously spin his little wishing wand in our soup bowl, and voila, it doesn't always happen that way. Can I tell you, sometimes God is waiting for the right time. See, there was something that took place within me at the right time. Oh, I had run to the altar. I had done it. I'd been hurt. In the church, oh, no way. What? Church hurt? You've got to be kidding me. Look, I'll just tell you the truth. There were times that I honestly, I was sincerely trying. Sincerely trying. In all of my faults, I was sincerely trying. And then get told, that a pastor goes, he has no right to do that. Can't bring your son to be prayed for and you're not living right. Oh, don't, look, don't tell me about church. Church, been there. And you have to fight. Through. See, it wasn't the right time. I was still, I, daddy was still learning me. He was letting me know just how quick man will disown you. He was letting me understand that it's only he that can provide. It's only he that will take care of. Because he'll always love us. Uh-oh, religious people have a problem with this. He'll love you even in your faults. See, you can't get past that. Churches can't get past that. Because we're quick to judge other people. We, we don't understand that, hey, they might be fighting the flesh, just like you fighting the flesh. But yours just ain't as bad as theirs. Yeah, I know. And he's sitting there. He says he's he said he's sitting, and here comes Peter. And look, look. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked for alms. And Peter, and Peter, fixing his eyes on him, with John, Peter said, Look at us. Peter knew. Peter knew, if I allow you to focus on your issue, your perspective will never change and your expectations 
will die where they are. Can you imagine what this... Come on now, we've been doing this for 40 years. Been brought to the gate, beautiful. Been sat in front of the gate. Oh, he, this guy was good. He, was a, he knew. Now, he was there at the right time. He knew people was coming in and going to the temple praying. What better people to ask for alms than the ones that are praying? Boy, this day and time... You might want to go to the bar and ask for alms. Sorry. Not really. Forty plus years. His expectations were, if I ask for alms, some will, some won't. Give me some alms. His expectation of what was going to transpire that day was when he asked for alms that Peter was going to give him some alms. Look what Peter done. Boy, it's just like Jesus. Oh, man, Jesus challenged you all the time. Remember when he looked at the man and said, do you want to be healed? Jesus had to change. Jesus had to get him to look at the situation. Where you're sitting, right? Are you comfortable where you are? Or do you want to be healed? And Peter's doing the exact same. Boy, Peter was a good student. Even though he was mouthy, he was a good student. Because he walked by and he said, hey, look at me. Stop looking at your circumstances. Look up. Look at me. I got to get you out of your problem for a minute. See, that's what. So many times, man, we fight inside of our problem. It's easier. Man, I was talking to somebody the other day about a storm. And how easy it is to get caught up in the storm of life and try to fight it while you're in it. Anybody ever been in a storm? I mean, winds whipping and howling and stuff's just flying. And you're in the middle of this storm of life. And you're trying to fight this storm of life from the inside out. And you can't see because all the dust is flying around. Furniture. <laughs> dogs. Cats. Come on, everything is just swirling around your head. Come on, the financial problem, the marriage problem. Come on, people, your job problem, the church problem. And everything is just swirling around you. And you're standing in the middle of the storm and you're trying to fight and you're losing the battle. That is exactly where the enemy wants you to fight your battle from inside the storm so that he can catch you from all areas of life so that you have no way out. Can I tell you that if you yourself could change your perspective, that you would be able to see differently the storm that you were in. Get outside of your problem for a minute. Look up at me. Oh, if you will just, if you will look at the storm from a different view, you'll know what's coming. Oh, come on, there's so much truth in that. Because you yourself, if you're not in the storm that somebody else is in, how quick it is that you can give somebody the way out. Everybody has your answer, don't they? You don't believe me? Ask them. 
Everybody has your answer, but they don't have the answer for themselves. Why? Because they're consistently fighting. Dear God in heaven, from inside the storm, step out. Get out of your storm. Get out of your problem. Get out of your issue. Look up at me. Peter had to change his perspective. He had to have him look at it differently. Oh, in this part, I see that that right there. This next statement that would this next statement would have healed me immediately. Let me tell you why. Because Peter, he He's looking for some arms. He's been to this game for 40 some years. He knows how this works. He's hung up in an expectation of he's going to get arms. He asked Peter for arms. Peter says, look up here at me. Oh, come on. Now, wait a minute. Now, listen. You, you got to be sitting there for 40 years. You got to have done this over and over and over and over and over to know what I'm getting ready to tell you. The guy was expecting Peter to drop some coinage. You want to talk about getting healed pretty quick? <laughs> I got healed pretty quick right here because Peter said, "Look up at me." My expectation just went right back to what I thought was going to happen. Yes. And Peter said, I mean, why couldn't it have been like Matthew or somebody? <laughs> Had to be Peter. Everything's got to be put on Peter. Peter looked at him and said, ain't got none. Whew. Boy, I'd have got healed fast. I'd have come up on my feet swinging. How dare you come by me and try to pull me out of my circumstance? And my, come on, people. <laughs> Don't <laughs> pull me out of my circumstance. Get my head lifted up. Get my expectations back up. And then tell me you ain't got it. The heat is on. (laughs) Can't you imagine the frustration? Okay, well, wait a minute. Let's not talk about the lame man. Let's talk about you. Can you imagine? Now, you've been... You've been gone, so I'm going to pick on you. (laughs) Can you imagine the frustration that she has? Because she's been dealing with you. Where's the oil? Lord, deliver her. But she's been dealing over and over. Over and over. And and somebody going to come to you. And say, hey, I know you need some help. You get excited. Oh, they're going to help me. They're going to smack Eric around. (laughs) Right? But instead, they say, you win the battles on your knees. See, y'all ain't been there. You ever walk away, man, from one of them conversations? See, y'all ain't, y'all ain't had to deal with what she's had to deal with. You don't know. 
It's not until you've experienced it do you really understand. You don't understand the weight that goes along with all of this. If somebody comes to you and says, I've got, hey, look up here at me. And they, they know you've been sitting at this gate. You've been screaming for alms and you've been needing some help. And they say, hey, Charlie, why don't you come to my office today? And you just know, you know that you know that you know that you know pastor's getting ready to meet the need. And he comes in and says, hey, I want you to go home and shave. I want you to take a shower. I want you to get cleaned up. Here's a job interview to go on tomorrow. Boy, come on, come on, come on. See, we always want people to give us handouts. Oh, watch. I ain't just making this up. It's right here. These principles are right here. If this doesn't open your eyes this morning... To get you from stop shaking your alms cup to actually looking at things differently in life and to start lifting your head up and look at him to where your help does come from and stop looking for other people to take you there and bring you home. Take you there and bring you home. He said, look at us. Many of us fail right there because we refuse to change our perspective. We refuse to get a different, different outlook. We, 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 like, we, we like it where we are because I don't have to work so hard here. But see, when I've got to work harder, but this man... One, one translation said, and it was so, I should have used that translation. One translation said that he paid attention. <laughs> oh, oh, boy, he went from trying to get paid. Never mind. He paid attention. The Bible said that he gave them his attention. Expecting... He gave them his attention expecting to receive something from them. I wonder if his expectation changed. I wonder, I wonder if his, if his expecta expectation changed at that moment that he gave them his attention and expected... I wonder if that was the same expectations. What are your thoughts? You think his, his expectation probably was the same as it has been for 40 years? I mean, all he, listen, after all, all he said was, alms, look at me. So the only thing that changed was he talked to him. He told him to look. Yeah, he looked for a moment. Oh, this is what I believe that took place here. It positioned him. It positioned him for the demand that was about to be placed on an expectation. Oh, come on. Look, 
He said, look at me. The man looked at him. He paid attention to them. He said, I don't have any silver and gold. And instead of the man getting upset, the Bible didn't say he looked back down. And the Bible didn't say he went back home and started cussing his wife again. The Bible didn't say that he stopped going to church. The Bible didn't say that he quit giving because nothing broke through. The Bible said that he looked at him, he paid attention, and they said, silver and gold have I none, but... What I do have, I'll give to you. And there was a demand placed on an expectation that the man has been setting in for 40 years. His expectation was all I need is alms. All I need you to do is help me home. All I need you to do is give me a sandwich just for the day. Just give me a fish. Just give me a loaf of bread. Give me something to make it through the day. And then Peter said, what I do have, I give it to you. And listen, I like how Peter just said, now, this is what I have and it's not of me. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He's talking to a lame man that's been there 40 years with his head in his cup. Peter's going to say, rise up. Rise up and walk. Nobody's told this man that. Not even Jesus. Wrap your mind around that. Jesus didn't even walk by him. Jesus didn't even say, do you want to be healed? Nobody even took the man to Jesus. Wrap your mind around that one. Because everybody else didn't have a problem bringing the sick. Matter of fact, one town brought all of them that were sick. And the Bible said that Jesus healed them all. And not, come on, what kind of friend, boy, look, listen, listen. Right here, I probably would have had to take a little... A, 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 a little sabbatical or something. And I said, Holy Spirit, hold up on the word. I'm going to go fix something real quick and I'll be right back and you can finish your story. How dare my friends take me to a gate and set me for 40 years and you know that there was a man and you didn't... Guess who... Guess... <laughs> checked off friends list, checked off a friends list, defriended them on Facebook, kicked them off of Twitter, blocked them on Instagram. Huh? I mean, come on, these were your friends. These are the ones you've been turning to for 40 years. God, will you listen? The things that you've been turning to for generations, for years, it's leaving you empty-handed. You're coming up empty. You're going to stay in your demise. Your head's going to get stuck in the cup if you ain't careful. What a vision that'll be. Can't give them that visual on your cup. I might get. And what was amazing was the fact that Peter wasn't churched. Here, I'll help you. 
I'll be praying for you this week. Peter didn't say that. Peter said, what I got, I'm going to give it to you. Y'all want to know why I stay in y'all's soup bowl all the time? Why, why, why I always want to get up in y'all's living room and kick my shoes off? Get, why I want to get in your mail and open it up? Y'all want to know why? This is the reason why I'm right here. Because if you're not willing to walk in what God's word promised you, I am a pastor that will provoke you to walk in it. That's why I keep coming back. Well, pastor talked about this last week because somebody in here ain't walking in it. Huh? If y'all want me to stop preaching about it, do it. <laughs> Woo! Make my job a lot easier. Peter didn't say, I'm going to pray for your healing. No, he didn't. Peter said, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And look at what he said right after that. And he took him by the right hand. I believe he grabbed a hold to it. The right hand, the right hand. That symbolizing authority. I'm sealing the word of God in your life. How are you doing that, Pastor? By extending my right hand. And he said, rise up and walk. And the Bible said, the Bible said that he leaped. The Bible said that he leaped and immediately strength came to the ankles and the feet. But it wasn't until he leaped. But he grabbed him by the right hand. He, I'm not going to pray for you this week. I'm telling you now what the word of God says. Now come on, let's go do it. And the Bible said that he went with them. In the he didn't sit back down in his trouble. He went with them. He went with them. <laughs> See, now you know how I feel. And I, you know how I feel. The women think we read their minds. We can't read your mind. We read your attitude pretty well. <laughs> but the Bible said that he reached out his right hand and he picked him up. He gave him a hand up. Girl, you better stop. You're going to be preaching it. And many of you will turn your back on the ones that refuse to give you a handout, but will they'll tear hell down to give you a handout or a hand up. And you'll run from those people. Worst thing you could ever do. Worst thing you could ever do. Somebody gives you a hand up, man, you better take it. You better take the hand up and apply it. And see, this is what happened. This is what can happen to you and I. 
Once we've been given the invitation because the demand was placed on an expectation that had been dead for 40 years. Oh, exceeded expectation. That's what, ain't God just like that though? Won't he? Because he is able to do above. <laughs> isn't that just like God? Right at, oh, listen, church, right at the moment that you will come out of your problem and pay attention and take his hand, he will do exceedingly above and beyond all that you could think, dream, or imagine. Do you think this man was really thinking? Come on, guys. His expectation's been this for 40 years. A two-second conversation is not going to change your expectation. It may reposition you. And the Bible said that he followed them into the temple, walking Leaping and praising. Do, do y'all see how do y'all see how it started out with just a little? Come on, okay, okay. Well, Pastor, I just don't know if it's if it's taking place right now or not. This dude's been sitting for 40 years. Look, I'm sorry, and you can call me whatever you want to call me. I don't care, you have to get over it. But I've been doing this for 40 years now. And some man come by and told me in the name of this Jesus to rise up and walk. Come on, I'm, I'm telling you now, his mind went, boy, what are, are you stupid? <laughs> and he reached down and grabbed a hold of me and pulled me up and I went, Oh, wait a minute. That was a little crack in there. This, something might be happening. Something might be. Now, look, I ain't going to go running out and drop my medicine down the toilet. I'm just going to check it out. He walking. He's going, well, I can get used to this. Then he started leaping. I ain't doing that. <laughs> then he started leaping. And then he started praising how many of you still walking? Oh, he took you away from something and you just walking. He kept you from something and you still just walking. When you go turn it into a leap? When, when you going to get beyond, well, maybe and maybe not. This might be and it might. When are you going to get to the leap and say, boy, this sure does feel good and I'm going to just try to push it. And I ain't talking about just illnesses. I'm not talking about just body pain and issue. I'm, not, I'm talking about everything in your life. Man, we are so... Can I pick on the church? If people really see you... And how they look at you the way sometimes y'all look at me... And the way I see you sometimes, it ain't no wonder.
ain't showing nobody anything about God in you. You walk, you sit in your pain and your issue and the trouble. Listen, I'm preaching to the church. Let me sit there. Because see, if I don't come down here, I'm going to offend somebody. So let me sit in here so I can offend me too. Maybe I'll go home mad. But we want to sit in our problem. And in our circumstance. And, and our issue. And we, we give the Christianese answers. Well, you don't know what we're going through. And sometimes God, and I'm suffering for the Lord. And, and we say some of the dumbest things that we could ever possibly say. When Jesus has set us free, you praise him, baby. That girl praising him. She said, before the rocks cry out. Y'all, listen, listen, I'm trying to help somebody this morning. You might not be sitting in here, but maybe you online. I'm trying to help somebody this morning. There's a thing that God pulled you out of, Charlie. He reached through glory for you. And he leaned down and he split all the silver lined skies. And he reached down and grabbed your hand when you was jacked up, messed up, broke up. You was over. And he said, welcome to glory. And because of everything that he done, the best that we can do. <sighs> Praise the Lord. Do we have to stand up for the whole song? What they don't understand, I've been standing up before you got here, standing up during a song and standing up while I'm preaching. I got to stand for the whole time. I can see it sometime in the morning when I get something on me and I start wanting to talk to you while you're standing and we're getting ready to go and praise and worship. Will y'all be shifting? And <sighs> trying to find your seat to sit down. And I ain't talking about the ones that can't stand. Don't, don't take offense to that. Please don't take offense to that. Thank you. But we're always looking for excuses, man. I wonder what would happen if we pushed through something for another two minutes. I wonder if we actually believe one time that while I'm in the presence of the Lord, illness cannot stand. Y'all do understand that, right? Sin can't be there. Illness can't be there. Your little headaches None of that stuff. When you're in the presence of the Lord, how do I get in the presence of the Lord, Pastor? Glad you asked. Because he abides, he dwells, he lives in the praises of his people. Man, if you just get past yourself and praise him anyway, oh, it might not be fun to start like this, but after a while, at, oh, at the right, <laughs> at the right time, but I've been, I've been sitting at Gate Beautiful for 40 years. I know, baby, but it wasn't your time. Guess what? It might be 41 years. But if I can promise you, if I can convince you to praise him anyway, you'll be surprised what could happen. You may, not, you may not get healed, but you may be able to deal with it and act like you healed anyway. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. 
Then they knew that he was the one set and begging the alms at the beautiful gate for 40-some years. The proper time, the right time, it's what it's going to take. Are you willing to sit there until the proper time, until the right time? Are you willing to keep believing God until the proper time, until the right time? You might be able to speed up the right time if you get out of your head. Look up here at me. What you've been asking for for 40 plus years, I don't have it. But what I do have, I'll give it to you. This is where you get mad at me and leave me because I come to your seat. And I say in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And guess what? If you don't walk today, I'm going to come and get you again. If you don't walk then, I'm going to come. Why? Because I believe that God has a proper time. And until he catches you in the right time, my friends, you'll never change. You might taste of it. You might go home and go, man, I'm so glad I went to church tonight. God, help me. Help me in my salvation. And God, show me how to walk this thing out. And God, I believe you for stuff. I, I, I'm believing you to turn, to turn my life around. I'm believing for that. And the next day, the next day, I go back to the same stuff, Charlie. Not because, not because I didn't believe. <laughs> now, wait a minute, Pastor. I'm, I'm coming. It's not that I didn't believe that he saved me. It's not that I didn't believe in the power of his blood on the cross. I believed in his power of his blood in the cross even when I was a sinner. Just wasn't the proper time. I'm telling you now, if you meet, if you meet the Holy Spirit at the right time, ain't nothing in your life will be staying the same. And if it does stay the same, it wasn't the proper time. I'm just telling you. God will turn you around. He'll put you up on side your head. He, he'll mess with you. Good and bad, but he'll mess with you. Oh, do you do you really want me? Do do you really will you will will you take up your cross and follow me? Will you? That's going to cause you to have to do something. Are you willing? Get your face out your cups. Maybe I should have. Maybe I should have put the title for that. Get your face out your cups. Will you see it? I mean, will you? Will you be able to see it at the right moment? When, when God puts somebody in your life or he himself walks by and says, look up here at me, will you see it or will you still be caught up? 
God's trying to get you off the gate, baby. You got to go. You got to make room for somebody else. You got to move. If you love him, you'll move so that he can go and sit down for a while. And then you have to come back to him and say, baby, you're going to have to move because somebody else. Oh, well, look at it like that. The longer you sit there, the longer you're taking up from friends and family that need a place to rest. Mm -hmm. 